Welcome to a new episode of the Pharma Forum podcast. In this latest instalment, I spent some time with the Delphi Group CEO, Stuart Cooper, at Anthropy 2022 at the Eden Project in Cornwall. Anthropy, if unaware, is John O'Brien MBE's vision for a sustainability-focused cross-sector industry event for the future of British business and of British people. Needless to say, there was an excitement to proceedings that, at times, bubbled over into our conversation, but our discussions were not to be prevented. Stuart told me how Adelphi's attendance, which included two sponsored sessions, was for the purpose of learning what healthcare and what biopharma can do to better people's lives, beyond tablets and beyond sickness maintenance, a case of prevention rather than cure as well as its reliance on patient trust going forward. But innovation that extends lifespans necessarily leads to questions of later life care and of illness, including arthritis and dementia. And so it was that we discussed also how healthy lifestyles are utterly crucial and how Stuart's own life had been personally affected by this. At the end of the day, it becomes clear as we chat that what it comes down to is people getting involved, pushing companies forward as successful businesses, yes, but pushing into success in sustainability and better life courses also. And then it is people themselves who must adopt those oft-propounded healthy lifestyles whilst having a little fun in the process. Joy while we're here is, after all, what life is all about. So this is Nicole Raleigh, web editor for Farm Forum, speaking with Stuart Cooper, the CEO of the Adelphi Group. We're here live at day one of the Anthropy 2022 event at the wonderful Eden Project in Cornwall. So Stuart, can you tell me why the Adelphi Group is here today? Well, very well said about this location. It's, uh, you're completely right. We're here to, to some extent on invitation and also to, to some extent on a learning process. Um, when this event was set up for society across industries and across um, causes, um, we were asked to come down and bring in the healthcare and pharmaceutical component of the Anthropomintum. And what we're here for today is actually to learn from other industries that are here and improve. But we're also here to very much to discuss what pharma and healthcare, I should say biopharma and healthcare can do to make lives even better for people beyond giving them a tablet and uh, uh, curing them of their uh, illness or, or symptoms, uh, because it goes beyond that in terms of people's wellness. Definitely. I mean, I don't know if you were able to catch the talk earlier uh, with Cooper and Walgreens Boots, but they were talking about prevention rather than cure. Completely. That yeah. will be a part of our meeting here today. Um, there's been a massive explosion announced uh, or in the newspapers only a day or two ago about the doubling of the numbers of diabetes patients, mainly down to worsening childhood obesity. Mm. And I think 
the role of us in biopharma and prevention, mm -hmm. as well as cure, is something that we can bring extra to people's lives. But in order to do that, we need to be trusted. Mm. And that's why one of the titles of our sessions is Patient Trust. Mm -hmm. What level of patient trust do we have? How can we improve on patient trust through, through improving how much we help them? Mm, definitely. So given that we're here at this very unusual uh, event with lots of different topics related to the theme going on, can you tell me, in your opinion, what is the future role of pharma in these terms of sustainability, of enacting change within the British vision? Well, the sustainability, of course, in more than one way. Uh, and I'm sure you'll be interviewing some of my colleagues that are speaking today, including the chairman of our session, Helen. Um, and increasingly, the pharmaceutical industry has uh, senior officers responsible for sustainability. So sustainability can be in terms of impact on the environment of all the things that we do. In, for example, research, um, uh, manufacturing, uh, supply, uh, and our carbon footprints. Um, but sustainability is also about sustainability and advancement of people's quality of life. And our session is going to cover really both those areas. Um, the sustainability in pharmaceutical industry and in the healthcare consultants such as ourselves, uh, but and also the sustainability in terms of improvement of patients' lives beyond just giving them um, appropriate treatment, be it drug therapy, be it gene therapy, or whatever in these days of advancing treatments. Yes, definitely. I have been told that you did want to discuss how your company builds on the different values and interests of your graduates. So we've been talking about sustainability and how it comes outside of the environmental. A lot today has been spoken about, about ESG, environment, social, governance. Yep. So how does... Adelphi right. sort of work towards okay. these concepts. I think one of the things um, in one or two of the other sessions I've been to today, this has come out in different ways. One of the important aspects is our evolving population and their evolving interests. No longer is it good enough to be a company that's here or to be seen to make a profit. It's what is our contribution to society. Mm. Um, and we see that particularly amongst our, for example, younger and graduate intake, when they join companies and then when they work, they're very, very interested in what is called at this meeting, business with a purpose. Mm -hmm. What is our purpose, truly? And a lot of that is our contribution to sometimes our local community, youth sport or the helping uh, certain parts of the community, wider interests in, in society. So what we have started to do at Adelphi is to build up a group that under the uh, label of Adelphi for the Future. Mm -hmm. And there's a group of us that work on that and interchange with our colleagues to 
highlight areas where we can be helping the future of our local community and of our wider society in what we do. Brilliant. That encompasses philanthropy, mm -hmm. uh, it, it encompasses community and global activities that we might get our people involved in, such as an example. I'm sorry, hold on, let's have one, one stop for a second. So apologies for the interruption of the dance, but to continue, can you just go over Adelphi for the future again for us, Stuart? Yes, of course. I mean, this is something where more and more of our colleagues that join us are very, very interested in what we do beyond our business and, and the contribution that we make to society, local and wider. Um, this is all around the concept of business with a purpose. Um, we've always been a company that have donated to local charities and that kind of thing, and indeed also uh, to UNICEF for Christmas, New Year period. But we've realised that that was something that needs to be taken much, much more seriously, continuously and importantly. And it's not just about local philanthropy, it's also about activity and involvement. So we launched Adelphi for the future, um, led by a team of people, looking at the various areas of our contribution um, to the environment, or indeed the opposite, avoiding negative contribution to the environment and improving our carbon footprint, um, contribution to society and the things that we do, um, and global society and fairness and quality of life. So that team of people look at and identify um, and then work on uh, key schemes that we can contribute to. On this note of contribution, um, I've noted obviously with the agenda with Anthropy, what the Adelphi Group has brought specifically to this event is the pharmaceutical vein and what the pharmaceutical industry can be doing in terms of sustainability and change. Yes. So you have conducted and sponsored two highly interesting sessions and I wonder if you could just give our listeners a taste of what the audience here was privy to, what we heard here at Anthropy 2022. Well, I, I can only really talk from our two sessions yeah. because... We've been here as sponsors and organisers of sessions, so I haven't really been able to visit many of the other mm -hmm. sessions. But I can say they've all, all of them, and it's cross-industry. It's a cross-industry and a cross-cause meeting have been about better quality of lives, whether that's direct in terms of things that are done uh, or whether that is to do with such things as sustainable policies that keep the world or make the world a better place to survive and live long term. Mm -hmm. Our sessions, um, which we brought to it, have been uh, firstly around the area, as you say, of pharma, um, biopharmaceuticals, bio and what else we can be doing besides the fantastic job that we do, that you do, of invention. I'm, I'm bringing out more and more successful cures. Um, how can we help people uh, manage their medicines? How can we help 
patients manage their lives and how can we make sure that biofarm um, contribution is beyond just effectively such a big job, um, inventing, developing and manufacturing and delivering the drug. What else? Um, and so the uh, first conference we were, we were part of was about patient trust and the importance of gaining patient trust to um, uh, contribute towards a positive, more positive society um, so that they understand their treatments so that we get into prevention and all of those other areas. Um, the second one has been much more specific, um, focusing in on uh, later life care, um, working with organizations specialized in, in the area of de specific diseases that um, are linked with um, later life discomfort or illness, such as arthritis, um, or even uh, a very poor quality later life due to untreated or not properly managed dementia. Mm -hmm. So we've just had a very interesting debate from the arthritis, which involved the Arthritis Society, um, which also involved uh, the hospice movement and their contribution to um, much better, um, I hesitate to use the word end of life, that's not how it should be seen, to later life, mm -hmm. quality of life and how to help manage that. A lot of which is about working with the patients and a lot of which increasingly is working with the carers. Mm -hmm. This yeah. notion of prevention, Stuart, mm -hmm. I think this is one that um, expands out from those two conferences. It, it went across both, didn't it? It does. Mm. And it goes further to Anthropy as a whole. And on that note, how have you found Anthropy 2022? Has there been anything you know, still retaining this notion of prevention. Anything that's really stood out for you here at the Eden Project this year? Well, I think, firstly, this was the first time this meeting has been held. It's Oh, I thought it began last year, Stuart. No, ah. this is the first, as far as I'm aware, Yes, the first ever Anthropy meeting, certainly the first Anthropy meeting of this scale, of being this, held okay. down here at the Eden Centre with, you know, over a thousand people. Uh, and um, with lots of workshops, uh, one-hour workshops, roughly 20 workshops every hour, so you can see the breadth and depth of the coverage across industries and across causes. Um, what, what has stood out is, actually what has stood out to me is the wonderful people mm -hmm. that get Definitely. involved in these needs, i.e., pushing their companies forward, their commercial companies uh, uh, that are there to be successful businesses, but pushing them into more and more areas of successful sustainability. And the wonderful people working on the causes to make people's lives better. I think that's been the hit me in the face from coming down to this meeting, and it's so uh, wonderful to see. And the, the other thing that hit me, both in casual conversation and in our two workshops, has been the absolute importance of lifting the, the knowledge 
and the activities in the areas of prevention. Mm. So healthy lifestyle, obvious, isn't it? But it's not getting through. And actually, just in a debate here, we heard from a wonderful lady that talked in her 70s about keeping fit and its importance of it. And I couldn't help reflecting that this shouldn't be seen as um, preventing illness. It should be seen as enjoyable and having fun, um, which has the wonderful side effect, and we all know about side effects in the health world, has the wonderful side effects of delaying or avoiding completely illnesses, tackling obesity, Mm. tackling diabetes, slowing down the approach to the inevitable Alzheimer's or other dementia-type disease. Um, Somebody mentioned, I'd like to thank the pharma industry from the East Cheshire Hospice. I'd like to thank the pharma industry for giving us so many dementia patients. And what she meant by that was it's the success of drug treatments, curing diseases, has given us a lot of later life people mm-hmm. who naturally will start to develop a higher incidence of dementia. So we have to deal with that. At the moment, there aren't drugs for that. We need to deal with it through helping to slow down that process, mm-hmm. which is a lot about um, a, 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 actually a, um, an advisor to government in the area of dementia I know, says what's good for the heart is good for the head. In other words, exercise, Mm. involvement, um, healthy living is also good for the head Um, and keeps you focused. Uh, Speaking as a person like many others in here, possibly the majority, um, or or listening, um, my, my mother had dementia in later life for several years, but being a part of a choir helped it. It appealed to her emotional memory, mm-hmm. singing in a choir. And we hear more and more evidence, um, including from uh, experts in the area of dementia, more and more evidence about the importance of connecting with your emotional memory, um, not just worrying about the the, the loss of practical memory. Mm. You keep your emotional memory longer. So let's keep pumping in the emotions you can link to. Oh, Sorry, long answer. No, Excuse that me. was replete, Stuart. It was replete and it was personal and it was a great way, I think, to end this podcast. Thank you so much for your time. So better processes, better healthier lives and a better future vision of Britain. I think that's what we're looking at. Great stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you very much. That concludes this episode of the Pharma Forum podcast. You can find more information about this episode, including a download link and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, and Podme, where you can find and subscribe by searching for Pharma Forum. And don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for daily news and analysis bulletins and to follow us on Twitter at at PharmaForum. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.